0: Today
1: on Real Radio.
0: That's how much you are loved. It was all in His plan. There's no sin that you can commit. There's no thing that you can perpetrate that says all of a sudden God cannot forgive you and God cannot save you. The only thing that keeps you from experiencing that is not coming to Him.
1: Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. Thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. today's edition of Real Radio. Pastor Jack now continues his series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called The Christian Life, Part 2. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the 12 disciples of Christ, and he later became the leader of the first church. Now, there were times when Peter indeed failed the Lord, but learned that through Christ, he could have joy, even in the midst of failure and the pain that it caused. In Part 1, Peter tells us that while we're still here on earth, We are to live in fear of the Lord, not the terrorizing fear that the world lives in, but that beautiful and healthy kind of fear that puts into us a strong desire to please Him. And just like in Peter's day, you and I have immediate access to the Father through prayer. Isn't that a great thing? And you've got a powerful relationship with the Lord, one of love and forgiveness, not being judged by status or merit, but according to our faithfulness. So today on the third day of this lesson, Pastor Jack goes on to say that no one can take us out of the Lord's hand. We are one with the Father, and He is one with us. We can now experience His love on a personal level, and it's through God's love that we can love others with service and devotion to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now in his message called The Christian Life, Part 2, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs.
0: The Christian Life is anchored because today is all about His love faith hope and love and we see in verse 20 that God's love was greater than the risk it says in verse 20 he indeed was foreordained please circle that profound word before the foundation of the world the word foreordained means to know beforehand obviously it's very simple but it's deep it means foreknow foreknowledge God knew beforehand to be prescient, to know that previously. God knows all. And here's the thing, and I say this almost with tongue in cheek, that because today it's all about the love of God, you can cheer up. We can cheer up, Christian, because God's love is greater than the risk. You say, what do you mean risk? Well, God doesn't take risk. That's that's impossible for God to take a risk. I'm not quite sure how you would describe it. It would be a a great theological a debate and paper to write, no doubt, but because God foreordained our redemption, and this brings me comfort, I I, I confess to you today, I do not understand this, I receive it by faith. God knew in advance, before Jupiter was flung into space, before all the orbital mechanics were established by God, God knew before all of that, in eternity past, that God would create mankind, that mankind would sin against him, and that he would redeem mankind by his own precious blood through the blood of his son. Ladies and gentlemen, church family, I cannot do anything with that but receive it by faith. Because I know how you and I are. If you and I know something's gonna go horrifically bad, if we could know that in advance, we will not go through with it. We won't do it. And yet, in life, in a way, we live it every day. How many of you know somebody else? Raise your hand. Some of you just can't. I'm convinced now, after all these questions over these, some of you just will not raise your hand. It's just not going to happen. You do know somebody. (laughs) And let's assume for a moment you love them. Do they hurt you? Have they hurt you? On our side, love to love somebody is a risk. You know, there's a thing in life that is a phobia. It's self-protection, to have a protectionary view of yourself. I am not going to get involved because I might care. You know, doctors will tell you, and I understand that to a point, they have to survive themselves. But doctors will, you know, they'll walk into your room and they'll say, hi, how are you? Hi, nice to meet all of you. Uh, Mr. Jones, you're dying and uh, you've had probably about seven, seven weeks and uh, Nurse Susie here will help you regarding this. There's counseling regarding this. And, um, I'll take it later. and he just walks out. And you think to yourself, what a cold hearted, what did you want him to do? Did you want him to throw himself on the ground and and just start screaming, there's no hope, and it's over, and it's all done? And then then when you feel satisfied, he stands up, dries his cheeks, goes to the next room, and you hear him do it all over again? He's got to do that 10 times a day. And listen, I've had a doctor tell me, I got to protect myself. Because I have a family, too, that I go home to. If I took all the care that I see every day, he said, I would probably die of a heart attack. If I, if I cared beyond the limit of what I should care. I'm a doctor. And watch this. But if I care too much, then it skews my ability as a doctor. So here's the deal. I don't know about you. I don't know how you pick a doctor. He's a nice guy. I like him. Don't pick your doctor like that. I don't care what his bedside manners are. I want the best doctor in the world to be taking care of me. I'm not going to marry that doctor. I want that doctor to fix me. Are you with me? Here's the amazing thing, God, who knows and cares about all, entered into your situation and mine, entered right into Adam and Eve's world, all because of love. There's no risk, it was in his plan. That's how much you are loved. It was all in his plan. There's no sin that you can commit, there's no thing that you can perpetrate, that says all of a sudden God cannot forgive you and God cannot save you. The only thing that keeps you from experiencing that is not coming to him. And you'd be rejecting such love. Look at, verse, or look at Luke chapter nine, verse 22. Luke 9, 22. And Jesus said of himself, the son of man must suffer many things. Wow, he knew that. And be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes. The religious leadership of the Jewish nation and be killed. Notice that. Jesus was killed. He was not murdered. And be raised the third day. He knew that. Does that comfort you? This should comfort you. John chapter 10 verse 17 begins by saying this. Therefore my father, Jesus said, loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again in Listen, no one takes it from me. But I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. Wow. This command I receive from my father. (laughs) I'm going to steal a quote from, I believe it was George Whitfield, or Charles Wesley or John, it doesn't matter. It's from one of those great old Puritans. He said, as a Christian, I believe that our lives are unstoppable, invincible until our time has come. And I might have shared this with you last week because I ended the service early because of the baptism, but I might have gone over this, some of this, but I said something to the effect that if you do not, if you do not agree with what I'm about to share with you, don't let me know about it because I enjoy it. <laughs> Just let me have it. But I do believe it's biblically accurate did not in the same John chapter 10, Jesus say, and John 17, that you I, we are in the Father's hand and in his hand and no one is able to snatch us out of his hand? You're safe, friend. In one of my Bibles, I, have, I drew two hands. I drew... Like lettuce, you know, from a sandwich hanging out. And my head is out on that end. And my feet are dangling out on the other end. I'm safe. And Jesus says, nothing can snatch you out of my hands. And then to, if, to remove any doubt at all, the next statement he makes is, I and my Father are one. You know what I mean? It means you're glued in there. <laughs> I like that. And he said that I am in you and you are in me and we are one with the Father. Okay, I say all that because Jesus, when he said, no one takes my life from me. I believe that's true for the Christian. You say, well, how do you you explain the fact that a Christian was shot dead in St. Louis by some assailant? It was time for that Christian to come home. Do you think that assailant short-circuited the work of God? Not at all. By no means. I believe that you are invincible as a Christian until the day Christ calls you home. Amen. So why are we like this? Put your seatbelt on. Watch out. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no do, wear, <laughs> do wear your seatbelts? I'm just saying, have you noticed like, oh, no, Hey, if it's your day, it's your day. I'm just gonna stay indoors, I have a phobia. Today could be the day. You could lay in bed and you could sit there, I'm gonna play it safe, I'm gonna watch TV and I'm just gonna sit here and you know, eat nachos. And you'll, you'll choke on a chip. If it's your day to go, that nacho will jump off the plate and get you right by the throat. There's no escaping. Your moment is up when God says. And so church, I want to encourage you, live recklessly. Live recklessly for Jesus. You don't need to play it safe. Put your seatbelt on. But listen, take the seatbelt off of your mouth. Stay within the lines marked on the street. But go to the ends of the world. We need to be more reckless for God. It's good for us. Secondly, notice it's an appointment. God's love sees to it that we have an appointment. God's love is only by appointment. It it says there that, but was manifest in these last days for you. The Bible is telling us that God has reached out to you. Right now, whoever you may be, you are a Christian today because God reached out to you and maybe you're not a Christian today and you need to become a Christian today. But it's by God's appointment. The very fact of the matter is that you and I can experience God's love and that's done by God's appointment and again I want to encourage you in this I got a few minutes left write these verses down I I don't know if we'll have them on the screen or not but these are encouraging Joshua chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Listen, didn't we just learn last week in Peter that God says that he, uh, does, uh, he's, he's fair in his judgment. He does not have favorites. So if he says it to Joshua, does he mean it to you too? I believe he means it to me too. I really do, or else I'd quit today. Seriously. Joshua chapter one, verse eight goes on. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have a good success have i not commanded you listen to the theme be strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go what a great wonderful truth listen again ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 For by grace, you have been saved through faith and thought not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That means, listen, you know this, that God has created a life for you to walk in this Christian life for you by the pre-ordained powers by God. He has given you a life and that you're to follow his plan and that you're to go after him. And I want to I wrap it up soon. I have 10 minutes, eight minutes left. Does anyone, is anyone old enough in here to remember slot cars? Listen, if you're 60 or above... Slot car racing was an absolute, it was, it, was, it was our Facebook of our world, of our lives. There were slot car places. You would, you know, a slot car? I should have had a picture. A slot car. They looked so real. They were so fast. So sometimes there were 20, 12 and 24 hour races at, at, the, at the toy stores where they used to have them. And it was amazing. And it was, And you know what I'm doing? All of you who are 60 and above, you know what I'm doing. you're going like this? It was serious. Okay? And those cars were amazing. And very expensive. Look it up later on YouTube. Slot cars. You know what's amazing about it? Everything about it. The little town, the little country, the little fake trees. They're driving through these cities. It's all fake. But it looked real. But when you're driving, it's real. You should have a helmet on that's that real. And you're dead serious. It all worked because the car was in a slot. As long, Listen, as long as the car was in the slot, there was power to the track. The power that was in the track made contact with the car as long as it was in the slot. And it was amazing. When the Bible tells us here regarding what God has done for us salvation and for works, the works comes after salvation. You get in the slot and God takes the controller and punches it. And you go through city and town. You live your life wherever you live. You go to school. You go to work. And you know what? You need not fear as long as you stay in the slot. Stay in the slot. And all the power is there by the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And we end, verse 21, who through him. That's Jesus. God's love has been, will be either accepted or rejected. Look, who through him, do you all know him? It's only through him that we believe in God, who raised him, that's Jesus from the dead, and gave him glory. Why would God give him glory? What's the deal? What's in it for me? Oh, it says right there, so that your faith and hope are in God. My dear friend, you can close your Bible. I'd like you to meditate on these challenges right now. Close your Bible. We're all done. In fact, why don't you stand? I want you to hear this. It's through Jesus Christ That you trust God and that you have salvation. It's through Jesus Christ that you have faith and that you have hope. It's through Jesus Christ that you know the love of God. There's no other way. And so, in light of all that He has done for us as believers, I want to submit I wrote this to myself and then I thought I'd include it to you. I want to submit this challenge to you as a Christian and as a church. Do you believe, trusting that it's biblical, do you believe what you've heard today? Listen, God is asking you that. You were in church. Do you believe what you've heard today? Do you believe the verses? Do you believe what you've heard today? Listen, I'm just asking. Then I want to ask you this question. I'm asking me this question. In fact, in my notes, I just wrote down my pre-flight checklist. (laughs) If you don't go through a pre-flight checklist, you're going to die. Does anyone in my life know that I know Jesus. Does anyone in your life know that you know Jesus? You mark, or you reject that. You you can't check it if it's not true. Next, does anyone need you in this church routinely? Are you needed here? Maybe you're visiting. Do they need you at your church? Or if you're here today visiting, you're on vacation. Are you missed at your other church? If you didn't show up to this church and this is your church, would you be missed? Do others, listen, are others dependent upon your Christian success? I know, listen, this is searching. I told you earlier, I wrote it to me and it made me miserable, so I thought I'd share with you too. (laughs) But these are real things about what a real Christian is in the Christian life. Does anyone need my Christian life? Have you ever shared the gospel with another person? Have you decided, or that if you decided, to not go to church anymore? What would that do to others? You may say, well, Pastor, it's a big church. I don't know anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a small church or a big church. That's irrelevant. The key is, here it is, big, small. You know what makes a church size irrelevant, your participation in that church. Well, I go to a church of five people and four people don't even know who I am. That's not their fault. That's not their fault. Listen, did not Jesus do amazing things for you with his precious blood? We, no, we don't do stuff because we're supposed to. We, we do stuff for him and for one another because we get to. He's done so much for me. How dare I not be a servant to others? He's done so much for you. How dare you not be a servant to others? Father, we thank you that your word, Christianity itself, is a faith, is a religion that is to be known by others. We live for you, God, first. And your word says that if that's true, if we love you, we're to love our neighbors second. And I love the fact how we're not even on the radar because we have self-love already. It's our self-love that's gotten us in trouble. It's our self-love that preserves ourselves and keeps us from others. Oh, Lord, you love these people. I'm grateful you love me. And I say that by faith because I know me, but then you know me more than I know me. And you're amazing. You love us. So, Lord, as we end right now, may we all search our hearts and ask ourselves those deep questions. And if we're not missed in our church that we attend, may we go back and change that. Even if it's picking up trash off the ground or extending the hand of welcome to somebody we don't know. All of a sudden, the very person we do not know their name becomes someone we can minister to with a smile and with a welcome. I love the fact, Lord, that when you came, you came humbly in a stable, you wore sandals and a robe, and you associated with simple people. And I thank you, you're still doing it today. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.
1: Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio, in a message called The Christian Life, Part 2. Thanks for joining us today. You know, our prayer is that you come to know Jesus in a very personal way so that you too can experience the salvation that he longs to give you. The Christian Life, Part 2. It's part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. Hey, have you had a chance to join the thousands of people on Pastor Jack's Facebook page or at his YouTube channel? Well, he's got a live event coming up that we'd love to tell you about. It's called Happening Now. It's on Bible prophecy as it relates to current events. So much is happening in our world today that many of you have found it a blessing to watch Pastor Jack's live services and special interviews. So joining Pastor Jack this time around will be his good friend, author, and expert on Bible prophecy, Don Stewart. If you're in the area, why don't you join us at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, or you can live stream happening now on Pastor Jack's Facebook page or at the YouTube channel called Real Life with Jack Hibbs. That's on September 23rd, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, September 23rd, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Join us, won't you? Our phone number, if you should need it, is 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Also, the address, P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.